Join us for the Criterion Institute podcast as Joy Anderson, a global thought leader in business and social change, leads us through a series of discussions, interviews, frameworks, rants, and reframes that will help you better understand how to use finance as a tool for transformative systems change. I am Joy Anderson, and this is the Criterion Institute podcast. As the fields of gender lens investing and impact investing mature, the need to advance the way we do analysis and to set benchmarks for better practice has become ever more pronounced. We've seen a growing number of standard setters from governments to investors willing to use their power to ask for more from their investments, but not quite sure where to start. Meanwhile, progress towards critical social change outcomes remains painfully slow, with little certainty around attribution or an indication of how we might actually get there using our investment portfolios. The work of Criterion Institute is fundamentally about challenging power dynamics in finance as part of the work of social change. Today, we're going to focus on how standard setters such as governments or other asset owners might disrupt power, privilege, and bias within a very specific area of investment practice, designing an investment thesis. This and other standards were developed as part of the work that Criterion has done over the last several years alongside many friends and funders, including Global Affairs Canada, 2X Global, UNICEF, and Andy. Within Criterion standards of practice, one approach is to ask investment managers to conduct and share the analysis that underlines their investment thesis and ensure that that analysis is informed by a gender analysis. The current approach is that investment firms, investment managers, investment analysts look at the market research and trends that would inform an understanding of the specific market's future performance. They consolidate those insights into a kind of coherent narrative that expresses the outlook on risk and opportunity in investments. And that investment thesis drives a significant amount of the day-to-day decision-making. So this investment thesis informs how investment managers perceive risks and opportunities in specific investments. What's the power dynamic here? At some point, it's about what analysis is conducted. Is the analysis of the market complete? Is the view on what's happening, the patterns and trends, informed by a broad enough set of research? Are research reports about patterns having to do with women and girls included? Are markets that are maybe gendered female, are they included in the analysis? And so investment managers operate in general with a fairly narrow lens, right? They have established patterns of assessing companies' performance. They have like a thing they know, right? The investment thesis for many investment managers is kind of their secret sauce. It's like their secret magic that gives them a view into the market. And so expanding 
what knowledge is included in that investment thesis challenges privilege. It is also not a very accountable process, right? The analysis that informs the development of an investment thesis often happens behind closed doors. Sometimes the data comes from confidential or privileged sources and therefore isn't widely available. So valuations for an investment thesis or these future predictions that investment managers are staking their investments are actually lack significant accountability. They're often based on individual perceptions, and those perceptions are accepted if they're considered part of the norm. Of course, if they're not considered part of the norm, then they're not accepted. At some level, the sort of courage that is often lacking in these moments is if you really see something fundamentally different, if you have a picture of the future or a broader image of what might be happening in a market, if that doesn't resonate with prevailing understandings of that market, it may not be considered. There's actually a far between and few who are able to sort of declare a whole new picture of the future. Many investment theses are built on those that came before them. The data sources don't have clear, often feedback loops that ensure that the outcomes are attributed to a specific analysis. So sort of we make up these investment theses, they inform whether or not we're successful. We rarely go back and test whether or not our assumptions are correct. And that allows for the biases to be unacknowledged and unaccounted for. So the standard of practice that we're asking for is to include and transparently include a gender analysis in how investment managers look at their investment thesis. And not just that the gender analysis is transparent, but actually the assumptions within the investment thesis are public, transparent, so that we can be challenging them holistically and not just having to respond to the investment manager's trust me approaches. So what would it look like if an investment thesis was developed with this broader analysis included? That would mean that how companies and markets are valued would be informed by a broader gender analysis. That would be baked into the investment thesis and across all investments. It would mean that investment firms would have feedback loops that enable a directional change so that if market predictions are shifting, if there's a shift in social norms or a shift in behavior or a shift in social inequities, that the investment firm would be able to respond to those transparently. It would mean that investors would take a more public approach to developing an investment thesis, and that would require that the leaders in the firm are actively questioning their own expertise. Granted that that will take courage to do, but to say, I want to understand knowledge that could inform my investment thesis beyond what I already understand. To push my own understanding 
of what is possible within this investment opportunity and to really shape that based on a broader set of analysis. To learn more about our work, visit us at criterioninstitute.org. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Your reviews help our podcast reach a wider audience. Thanks for listening.